That's the Cashmans with the river here on Victory 91.5. And as promised, I have no longer bound some of the guys in the studio. If you haven't heard, it is a long-term residential Christ-centered treatment program for men in addiction located on eight acres in Cumming, Georgia. So right here sharing a town with us at Victory Studios. We've been uh, recruiting addicts, No Longer Bound says, regenerating men and reconciling families for 31 years. So we're going to dive into a lot of what that means and what the Lord is doing through this powerful ministry with three guys I've got here in the studio. Uh, I'm going to start with the uh, Director of Vocational Training, Michael Eberhardt. Hello, Michael. How are you? You're good. Well, we're very excited to have you, and uh, we're we're part of uh, what we're doing today. We're going to be sharing stories. And so, Michael, quickly, uh, how long have you been with No, no Longer Bound? And uh, just maybe a quick, maybe your why for being at No Longer Bound as we get started. Yeah, so I've been with No Longer Bound for almost six years. It'll be six years in August. Um, I started working at No Longer Bound when I was in early recovery and just wanted to get involved in that community somehow and um, accepted a part-time position there and just fell in love with the place and so yeah. um, managed our thrift store business for about five years and then um, now starting this new role as Director of Vocational Training. Amen. Well, we're going to get into that in a little bit. And uh, Greg Yost, uh, recovery specialist now, uh, tell us how long you've been with No Longer Bound and maybe a little quick of why you're still with No Longer Bound. Well, uh, 2012, I actually entered the program. Mm -hmm. A broken man addicted to methamphetamines, uh, no hope for life, didn't want to live, and uh, came into the program because I needed something to something to change. But basically, uh, God inter He intercepted me. He yeah. He showed up in in such a powerful way that. By the end of it, I uh, I told God to get out of the rest of my life. Amen. I said, if I can be used to, to help people find what you gave me, that's what I want to do with the rest of my life. So Man. I just want the rest of my days to count. That's powerful. Well, we're going to get into how much they count and how much the Lord uses you in this program. And then we've got another radio pro in the building now. Austin Bruce is here. He's a uh, intern with No Longer Bound. Uh, give us uh, how long you've been with No Longer Bound. And... Uh, We'll, we'll talk about your radio experience later. Yeah, it came in uh, January 19, uh, 2021, and finished up this January, stayed on as an intern. Um, God told me I wasn't done there yet, Amen. so I needed to stick around. And uh, yeah, a lot like a lot like Yost, I was just done before I got here. I didn't yeah. know, didn't know God, didn't know what he was, what he was up to, but asked him maybe three days before I got in to uh, take control, show me where I needed to go. And here we are Amen. now. Amen. Well, folks, more information is at nolongerbound.com. We're going to dive into some of these stories and what the Lord is doing through this program, through these thrift stores, and all the different ways that you can dive in and help. Uh, but we're going to uh, take our time and explore uh, some of these great stories this morning together as we make our way through the morning. And uh, so as we do that, we're still going to bring you some of the wonderful anointed music, worship music that we have here at Victory 91.5. Really excited to get to know these guys with you this morning. I'll never know love like this So beautiful So beautiful 
so beautiful. That's Hope Darst with Love Like This on Victory 91.5. We're into the top of the hour. We are going to pray together in just a little bit, but we have some special guests. If you've been with us this morning, you know we've got some of the guys from No Longer Bound here and just getting ready to really dive into this wonderful ministry that we have right here in North Georgia, um, based right here in Cumming. So we've got we've got neighbors in the building today. We've got Michael and Greg and Austin. And Austin, since you're the uh, the intern, you get to go first. That's fair. <laughs> but with your broadcast experience, graduated from Atlanta Broadcasting Institute and worked in radio for a while and uh, then ended up needing to find No Longer Bound. So let's start with how do you find such a program when you need it? Um, that wasn't up to me. Luckily, my aunt actually knew of the knew of the program. I called her on what was my least enjoyable night. I was I was in a dark place. I was calling her for a completely different conversation. I was telling her where to find my car um, because I had I had come to the end of my rope, hmm. and she said, uh, "Austin, that's a that's an option if you want to take it, but I know somewhere that can help you." If you actually wow. put in the work, I know someone that can help you. And I told her, let me think about it. Uh, go ahead and do what you need to do and see if they'll accept me. At that point in my life, I, I didn't think anything was going to help me. I didn't right. think anything was going to accept me. Um, but I told her I would I would hold off on my plans for the night. Um, and she went to work. As far as I know, she got off the phone with me and started making phone calls. Um I ended up taking that night to to pray. It was really the first first night that I had prayed mm. um, in a, in a long time, and I'm I mean actually pray, not those hail marys like get me out of trouble. This was a I don't know what I'm doing anymore. You were really um, searching after him for that. Uh, God, I, I was I was bawling. I had gotten yeah. I had gotten past the anger and the frustration of the. The, my whole life and that really that last year of my life and I was just God help me um, find me and help me because I can't do it mm. um, as long as you can make this drink and go away I think I can work on my problems but until that gets out of my way I'm not doing anything yeah just help me and and he did yeah um, so you, you mentioned just now that it, it was alcohol for you yeah it was alcohol for me I would do anything that you put in front of me to not feel like myself mm. but alcohol was the one thing that i always knew would work um it wouldn't be pretty when it worked but it it would um at least that's what i thought it was the only thing that would ever get me out of my head um and allow me to be something that i wasn't for a little while mm. uh, so that was that was always my go-to uh it, for since 17 until 32, that was my go-to. Wow. Um, so it was, a, it was a lot of years. It was most of my life that I was deciding to drink my problems away rather than just face them. Mm -hmm. So once you were a part of No Longer Bound, what what was the maybe the biggest hurdle of saying, okay, I need this for you? Myself. Um, mm. Getting out of my own way and allowing... For so long in my life, I was I was introverted. I was very shy. I was very closed off. I wouldn't allow people in. Even even the people closest to me never knew my problems. They never knew my struggles. They mm -hmm. they could see it. They could tell when I was hurting. But I would never ever open up to them about what was going on. 
that being vulnerable and being transparent with people yeah that didn't exist for me um, mm-hmm. it was always a suck it up like you have to be a man about this you have to handle it on your own nobody cares about your problems and then when i got to no longer bound it was everyone cares about your problems you better open up about it you need to <laughs> let people in and, and it was just a complete complete completely different thing than i was yeah. used to and it was it was some of the people there like yost and there's another guy named bill who's there that were quick to say you know you just gotta let it go like let it out yeah. whatever it is no matter if it's ugly nobody is there because they have pretty things in their closets like Mm -hmm. we're all there because we have some ugly stuff that we got to work out and the only way that it's going to get sorted is if you expose it yeah so i mean it from day one day one walking into onto campus you're getting hugged by a stranger which is weird (laughs) you're getting told you love like you're loved by a stranger which is weird you're saying i love you to other people which is weird but it's like something about it just works yeah I so, mean, so what you're saying is no longer bound is weird but yeah, it works it's weird but Amen. It works. all right that's a new tagline yeah, michael we can weird but it works <laughs> so it sounds like to me for for you getting out of your head and realizing you're not alone yeah. was the power of of the beginning of you turning to jesus there with Really, it was opening up about the pain. I had yeah. me and my ex had a uh, miscarriage, and that really sent mm, me it's tough down a a really unhappy path, just anger and resentments. And once I was able to open up about that one particular event, mm-hmm. it was like everything else just came right after it yeah. with ease. It was like. What's got you so angry? It might have taken two or three weeks for me to actually open up and and start talking about why I'm so angry. But once I did and once I realized, okay, some of these people know what it's like. And then I opened up later on in the program, you tell your life story, and I got to talk about the earliest stuff that set me on that that course of just being angry and upset Mm -hmm. and not wanting to be me anymore. And then you look around the room and you realize... There's 30 dudes in here, half of which are crying, and they they know where you're at. They know that pain, too. So yeah. you're like, okay, I'm not alone. These people know what's going on with me. They felt it, too. They've, they've gone through the same thing, mm. and we're not doing this alone. Like, That's amen. Yeah. Somebody's there to carry your stuff with you. Mm. There's and they power in that. You to, yeah, absolutely there's power. Yeah, there's biblical unity that we talk about a lot. But when we tell you that no longer bound is Christ-centered. It, 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 is, it is oozing out of your description of what you met there. It wasn't just that the people were there and that they cared, but they loved like Jesus, and you saw that. Yep. They, the cool thing um, I really like about Jesus' story and, and what he did was he found the people that were broken, and he said, come with me anyway. Mm-hmm. Come kick it with me. Just yeah. be with me. If, if I ask you to come, just pick up your stuff and let's go. Yeah. We got stuff to do. It's powerful. And it's like what you find there is people at the top of the hill asking you to just pick up your stuff and mm. come with me. Like Man. I'm coming. We're, we're going to go to where the work's getting done and you're going to be all right. Like yeah. you're not here by yourself. You're not here for 30 days to just hope that you get it. 
Yeah. You're here for a year. Yeah, you're not there and, to just dry out, right? Yeah, yeah. You're not you're here to <laughs> for a year to meet your people. Like yeah. meet the people that are like you, meet the people that are broken and mm. start getting with the Lord. Amen. Taking it to the Lord and letting him Yeah. I wouldn't even say fix. I would say just teach you how to learn to use what mm-hmm. you've got. And he restores. And he restores. Yeah. That's powerful, man. Well, and one of the things that we point out and we'll talk about a little bit later, that No Longer Bound is not just Christ-centered. It's also state-licensed. And it's it's rare to find the clinical programs that have a Christ-centered curriculum. And we're going to dive into some of that in just a little bit. Um, we're going to have Austin pray for us, but I'm going to share Romans 8.18. Because we hear these stories, and as you hear testimonies that that have the power of what Austin was just sharing, that he was at the end of everything. He was at the bottom of a bottle trying to fill what cannot be filled without Jesus. And finally, someone said, hey, thank God for praying family, right? Whether it's a mom or an aunt or whoever it is, and found a way to reach you and put you in a position to realize, like Romans 8, 18 says, the pain that you've been feeling can't compare to the joy that's coming. Other translations put it like this, says, I am convinced that any suffering we endure is less than nothing compared to the magnitude of glory that is about to be unveiled within us. And you discovered who you are in Jesus with the love that surrounded you at No Longer Bound. So Austin, we'd be honored if you would take an opportunity to pray with us this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for those praying families. Thank you for, for the people that don't give up, the people that look towards you for that that strength i thank you for for new connections and new opportunities and new relationships that come only through you i pray that today we're able to find at least one other person to uh to tell about you and to share you with i pray that that the guys in this room and all the people listening are able to just find you in their day and be able to say thank you for what it is that you're doing for them and with them and through them. Um, yeah, love you. Love your son. Amen. 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 Stick around with us here on Victory 91.5. we got more with these guys, more stories to tell, more ways to point back to Jesus here on The Sound of Revival. I know you're going to see me through it. That's Brandon Heath, and yes, the Lord is going to see us through it here on Victory 91.5. And, man, that's what we're really talking about today, right? With No Longer Bound, that God can see us through it. Sometimes he uses ministry and people around us to get it done, but but he sees us through. And so as we continue to share stories with you, Austin, wonderful job sharing. And now we're going to uh, talk with Greg Yost. He's a No Longer Bound recovery specialist and uh, since 2012 with No Longer Bound. And yeah. so um, I guess we'll start the same way we did with Austin and ask you first how you found No Longer Bound, and then you can kind of transition into to why you needed that in your life. That's an interesting uh, <laughs> interesting question. A guy just asked me uh, this weekend, he's like, oh, so you're from Washington State. You know, what brings you out to, 
to Georgia. I looked at him and I said, methamphetamines. <laughs> and he, he, he did not know whether it was appropriate to laugh or... Is that just, a joke yeah, or what, what is I'm, that? I'm, you know, I'm like, yeah, um, I, uh, I went to college to become a chemical engineer and then I ended up being a, a manufacturing methamphetamines uh, and uh, had to basically flee the state. I mean, there was one day where I woke up, somebody's out in the out in the alleyway yelling, Yost, Yost, and I go out there, there's a squad car, and there's a an officer who's motioning me over to the car. He's, I'm looking sideways, because, I mean, I sell dope for a living, you know, and a thief and a liar and sexually immoral person, and there's a cop. I'm, like, thinking, man, I hope nobody sees this. This is not good for my job description. <laughs> not good for business, yeah. And, yeah, and, uh, but he gave me a card. He said, you, you're going to come down to the station. You're going to tell us who's doing this job. This job, this job, he's giving me details or we're going to put you back in prison. Wow. He says, uh, he looks around in my yard. He, he smiles at me. He says, you know, there's lots here. We, I'm sure we could put you away. We put you back in prison. But he says, we're going to make it up. We're, we're going to make it up and you're going to go back to prison if wow. you don't do this. And um, I mean, because uh, I, I was not looking for change. I was not hoping for change. I hated life and everything about it, but I didn't think there could be change and this is what god had to do to motivate me then the next thing that happens is my son gets who's three years old gets exposed to drugs gets ingests some drugs Mm. um that's extremely embarrassed but somehow i don't want to go into details but basically uh then somebody reported me to the state and the state was like hey we're going to take your son away from you wow then the next thing is uh a girl comes over to buy some drugs and and uh, she says, who's the guy who just left? I'm like, oh, he's cool. He's, you know, we get high, all this stuff. But she's like, he's a federal informant. He put my sister away for 14 years last summer. Wow. And these are things that have happened in my life. And I was like, I I mean, especially with what happened to my son, I'm like, I, I can't do this. I'm like, God, you've got you've to do something. And I did not know. I was in deep. I ran with a group of people and sold drugs and fenced uh, stuff under my license it's a long story but involved heavily in crime and but after all that happened i just told my wife at the time i said i i have to leave and my sister lived in georgia all the way across the other side of the state and and uh she had told me she had come to my house after she had fasted her and her mom fasted for me for 40 days mm. god had told her to do this and she said, when you're ready, you can come. Wow. And I didn't know that, that what they fasted and prayed for was God unleashing what I thought to be hell in my life. But it forced me to flee the state of Washington with my son, leaving my wife behind. I basically just signed over the title to all the cars, gave her all the money, all the drugs, the list of the people that owed us all the money for the drugs and the business and a house full of antiques and collections and two i probably had twenty thousand dollars in tools alone and i wow. just i had to leave came to georgia and within a couple of weeks i'd found somebody who uh who went through no longer bound and mm. uh he asked me you know so what do you what do you, what are you doing and i said i need to i need to, to start over i you know had a little bit of an addiction problem of course i'm minimizing it and uh he, he looks at me. He knows I'm in deep. He knows I'm a liar. He knows that I'm addicted and I don't have any clue as to what truth is. But he leans forward. He looks me in the eye and he says, he says, well, how healthy do you want to get? Mm. 
and I it it was that God moment where something shifted in me and and, and I looked at him and I was I had never been asked a question like that before. Yeah. What do you what do you mean how healthy you want to get? Mm. He says, Well, you know, you're not high right now. You know, maybe maybe you do good for a while, you know, maybe Maybe you get a job, maybe, you know, maybe you don't get in, maybe you don't even use again, but he, he looked at me straight in the eye, it penetrated me, and he said, but honestly, he says, how healthy do you really want to get? Wow. And he says, I know a place. I know a place that would be the hardest thing you would ever do in your mm. life. But he says, but if you could go there, if you could listen to them and do what they tell you, he says, you will no longer want to die, but you will be excited to live. Whew. And I just stopped him in the middle of his sentence. I said, stop. I said, really? Is it, if, this, if this is true, if there's some place that they, what you're saying is real, I said, sign me up. Then he told me it was a year-long retreat you know, program. And I said, well, well uh, yeah, I'll pray about that. <laughs> I, I wanted I wanted something to be, you know, like maybe I could go on a Wednesday night for an hour, you know, once a week, you know, and have my life transformed. <laughs> hey, wait, I'm trying to tell you you can live, man, uh-huh. but it might take a minute. <laughs> uh-huh. and Let me think about that. I've been in addiction for 30 years. I tried yeah. to quit when I was in high school, when mm. I was just smoking pot. But then now I'm a meth addict. I'm using intravenously. I'm, you know, and life is so deranged. Yeah. And, uh but uh, I, I somehow, it's a miracle. I could tell the whole story about how I ended up that a church met me. Uh, I volunteered some time to revamp some lady's yard whose husband got killed. And these people like wanted to know because I did not look the part of the Christian Bible <laughs> study person. They were like, who is this crazy man? And uh, they ended up paying for me to get into No Longer Bound. But wow. then that's where God transformed my life. Yeah. So I hear again in this story that there was praying family. Absolutely. And there was people around you that cared enough to say, hey, you need to go here. Yeah. So you get to no longer bound. I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Austin. What was the hurdle? What was the part that said, man, I don't know if I can do this or not here? Oh. Well, I was so excited to be there because I wasn't free. <laughs> um, you know, uh, and I had no bills to pay. I was like, you know, and I didn't have to worry about trying to find more drugs. I could, I could actually. Wow. Yeah. I had, you know, but. But my problem was pride. Mm. Um, uh, to be honest, my program sucked for the first four to six months. I, I wouldn't listen to anyone. Mm. Um, my pride was still telling me the same lie. You can do this yourself. You can do this your way. You don't need these Jesus people. You, you know, you know <laughs> like, you've got Jesus. You're all good. And, yeah. and But I had to come to the realization that whatever, whatever concept of God I had, whatever spirituality that I thought I had that there was something broken in it because it didn't sustain life it didn't produce life I wasn't living a godly life and I thought that I knew God how deranged was I yeah but I had to say I don't know how to live and I I realized all of a sudden that that I wasn't listening to the people there and I Mm. had to stop and say okay help me because I'm wanting to refute everything you're saying I wanted to, to reject truth I'm thinking that I I've got the solution within myself, and it, it was a total lie. Yeah. But when God exposed that, and I was able to find out what true surrender is and what it really means to to, to make him Lord, mm. to, to really just say, okay, I have to admit that I have nothing without you, and help me. And and you put these people in my life, so I need to listen to them. Yeah. And and I began to, to find something new. 
after I graduated the program, I ended up working with a staff member and repeating a lot of the assignments that we did because I realized, hey, I'm finally at a surrendered point where I can benefit from yeah. this. But for any families out there that think that your son is or daughter is too far gone, mm-hmm. I, if I began to tell you the stories of my addiction, you would be horrified. And there's hope for me. Yeah. There's hope for your daughter. There's hope for your son. Mm. There's God is mighty to save. His yes, arm is. is not shortened. Amen. He is able. And do not give up hope. Mm. Do not give up hope. Amen. If God can rescue me, he can rescue anyone. That's powerful. Well, guys, I think what we're going to do is we're going to jump into some more music here for a moment. But when we come back, we're going we're gonna to keep these guys around for a little bit longer this morning. And I think we're going to talk a little bit from each of your perspectives about a day in the life in the program. I think that's somewhere that, that people can kind of understand what it means in this year-long program, kind of a, a, a snapshot. So that's where I think we're going to go here in a little bit. And then we've got more to talk about, about what the ministry as a whole is doing and how they fund and how all of that works as we go through this. But, but be inspired, as you just said, <laughs> the power of the testimony that if he can do it for you, if he can do it for Austin, if he can save me at five years old and keep me from that life of addiction, he can do it for you. Your testimony is important. So don't be intimidated, intimidated by a powerful testimony of being broken from addiction. Don't, don't be in, just put down and let the enemy say, well, your testimony is not powerful enough. God didn't save you from all that stuff. You never did anything wrong in your life. But yes, your story matters. What God did for you matters. What he did for all of us. He kept us from hell, period. All the other stuff he saves us from, that's icing on the cake of eternity. And that's powerful stuff. So we're going to jump into some more with these guys. Love this opportunity to share uh, with what, what No Longer Bound is doing. And they're a wonderful morning show sponsor with us. That is Red Rocks Worship here on Victory 91.5. I'm Q in the morning, and we are so excited that you've stopped by to hang out with us as we hang out with our friends from No Longer Bound here this morning in a special edition of our morning show. And just uh, being able to shine a light on what the Lord is doing through this ministry. Uh, we're going to get into the, the thrift store and all the other parts of that here in just a little bit. But one of the things, as we were talking in the last break, that I wanted to do with both of you and Austin, we're going to start with you, is is may, maybe from your perspective, pick kind of a day in the life of what somebody can expect on either end of the spectrum, early in the program, late in the program, whatever you feel like the Lord wants you to share for somebody that might just need to know, well, what does that look like going through this thing that's a year long to break all this stuff going on in my life? Well, day one... Um, we'll start there. You're going to come in. Your family will go through uh, their assessment. They'll get you into the program, and you'll meet what we call your older brother, who is just a person that's been there longer, that knows the ropes, that can show you around and answer any questions you might have. Uh, you'll meet them up at the admissions office. They'll help you with your stuff. They'll give you your first hug. They'll <laughs> tell you they love you the first time, and... And then they'll walk down to the the Hope House, which is our dorm rooms, and uh, get you situated. But your real first day there will probably come the next day or whenever you're whenever you're able to join us. Um, you wake up at six, boots on the ground at six. 
get ready for breakfast at 6.20. And then after that, you're given the opportunity to go go do some chores, uh, meet with the house for about five minutes, get everything situated for the day. And then you go and have your, your Bible time and your journal time where you're you're really able to take some take some time out of your day and just reflect on where you're at, what you're doing, what God's trying to do in you. Um, and if you're early on that, that can be some, some of the most difficult time that you'll have there. Just trying to, to hear his voice and figure out exactly what you're doing, because it's going to be completely different than anything that you've ever done before. Um, but after that, you'll go and, and, have a big house meeting with staff, all the people in the house, um, go over what's going to happen in the day. And then we'll break. We'll go to, go to our first class. Um, for the new guys, it'll be orientation. And then later on in your program, it'll, it'll vary on what you're doing. But those classes are where you're going to be able to Mm -hmm. sit in a smaller group, really dive deep into what's going on. Uh, off the top of my head, my favorites were the the false beliefs class hmm. where you break down all of that trash that you've just been carrying around and believing about yourself for so long. Wow. Um, and then another class that I really liked was we call it Roots and Fruits. And hmm. it's, really, it's really the actions and the beliefs that you carry and what fruit comes from those. Um, and, and seeing the changes... From from the bad fruit to the good fruit and the the bad beliefs and the good beliefs, um, but after that we'll have lunch around uh, around twelve twelve twenty is when we when we eat. But we'll get together in the cafeteria, um, and then when I was going through the program, I think the schedules changed since I went through. But we would go back to uh, class. I think they have free time now. Um, for for about an hour where we play pickleball or basketball, just have some time to <laughs> pickleball. To I haven't heard that in a long time. Oh yeah, all right. It's a it's a big thing on campus. If you don't play, you will. If you don't know what it is, you will. You will find uh, out. You will find out quick. Um, but then there's some more class in the afternoon until I think it's from like one to two thirty, and then we have our our vocation times where we go to work. Um, you'll. To start out, you'll probably be on on maintenance. Um, most of the guys are mm-hmm. on a maintenance crew, taking care of the campus. Um, but what's what's awesome is later on in your program, you'll be able to apply to our different vocations. Where you'll wow. either apply for automotive, or they'll teach you how to how to work on cars, start getting you certified if that's something that you're looking for for later. Uh, we got culinary, where you're able to learn cooking skills and learn how to cook for a for what 60 70 something people wow and just learn how to run the kitchen or like what i do um i went into the marketing department where we you learn how to do all of the social media Mm -hmm. marketing um working with our volunteers and setting those up for for visits for any of the outings that we do any of the hikes that we go on um so you do that until 4.30, and then it's some more free time until dinner, which is served at 5.20. And then it's typically you have an hour of, of free time, but that's supposed to be for, like, getting your laundry done, getting mm-hmm. a shower in, 
getting ready for the evenings, which we'll have um, on Mondays and Wednesdays. We have house church where the house gets together, and on Mondays it's kind of a it's a more structured. We'll read, we'll share any scriptures that have spoken to you over the over the week, and then on Wednesdays it's it's a time to it's a time for prayer where the house will get together, and if you're struggling with something, we lay hands on you, we pray Amen. over you, um, we really take that time to just sit with the Lord and and speak goodness into each other. And I mean, I never believed in in prayer as much as as much as I've heard the term I'll I'll pray for you. Yeah. I never really understood how much good can come from it until you start praying over people and you start seeing things yeah. happen in their life. And it's it's in it's insane things that are happening for the betterment of these guys. And it's just the power in that in that group prayer and that group conscious of we're going to sit with the Lord now. We're, this is His time, mm. and seeing the fruits from those, it's it's incredible. Yeah. But Tuesdays we'll have an AA meeting or a, a structured meeting. Thursdays again is a structured meeting which is in house. Uh, we usually have an alum come and he'll he'll lead it for us which is cool to see because you'll get to see somebody that's been exactly where you're at. Yeah. That's successful. That's doing whatever they're putting the tools to use that they learned exactly right. where you are. Um, later on in your program, you'll be able to go and visit an outside meeting and one of the locations that we choose to go to uh, around the community. Mm -hmm. And then Fridays, Fridays are cool because it's, it's our relaxed day. We get to have a, a house movie night. Oh, cool. All the guys can get together and, and watch a movie together that we vote on earlier in the week. <laughs> um, but really, those are the, the that's the day. You're, yeah. you're, it's scheduled for you. It's structured for you. You'll you'll get into a rhythm and a, just really be able to have the days open mm -hmm. to concentrate on what you need to concentrate on all the schedule it stays the same for the most part you'll you'll be able to get that down and that's just taken away from from something that needs to be on your mind yeah. you can you can apply your time the way that you need to wow um but well, the classes are Austin gave us a week in the life so <laughs> so now uh Greg let's pick a, a day that you know he, he covered you know when it starts and 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 the programs and and those are all very powerful things I love roots and fruits that's awesome um so so pick a day that maybe you're later in the program that moment is like man I really want to go back or maybe that's a moment that you're struggling talk maybe about the perspective of the support around you and what that looks like in a day that is already scheduled, but maybe something comes up that throws you a curveball, and and what that feels like being around that brotherhood that you guys have there at No Longer Bound. Yeah, that that's common. There's a uh, there's different points in a person's program where that that really becomes a statistical anomaly. Like, oh well, he's at the sixty day mark and he's thinking about leaving because he's feeling good. Now he thinks he has it and he's can leave or. You know, at the six-month mark or nine-month mark, uh, but but the thing that we really teach is transparency, like yeah. Austin was talking about, yeah. about being fully known, about sharing stuff, and teaching a basic principle that when we talk about things, it becomes easier to bear mm. because then we can we can come together, and now I'm not bearing it alone. And so, for most of the people who are 
are learning that, adopting that type of approach to life and struggles and, and emotions, they're going to be able to talk about it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not wanting to be here. I'm thinking about leaving. I'm thinking, you know, do I really need this? You know, and, and then they're probably also learning something else to listen, to mm-hmm. listen to other people's perspective, to gain wisdom. Yeah. To have some people that you can trust, that you can allow them to speak into you. And uh, usually, though, uh, a lot of times they're, it's because they're upset about something. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, my favorite line is, well, the fact that you're wanting to make an impulsive choice right now, that you can't handle the stress, is proof that you need to stay. <laughs> <laughs> and if they're willing to see that, wow, I, I think you've got something there. You know, right. I don't I, I want to run from my problems. That's what I've done my whole life. And people that say, you know, I'm done. I'm, I'm done running. I need to stay. Mm, that's good. And so, you know, but it, it's the people wouldn't listen to us if they didn't know that we care. And that you've been there. We've been there. We've yeah. been through this. We love you. We care about you. And they know that's true. That's the only reason why they even let us speak into their lives. Yeah. And so it's a beautiful thing to, to be able to, to, to watch the community, the brotherhood. Yeah. And they speak into them. A lot of times that's where the that's where the first first responders are in the brotherhood that yeah. their their peers are the ones who are speaking truth and encouraging them to stay but but then the staff can come around them if it, if it keeps going if it, they want to move a little closer towards the door because mm. there is no gate there is no fence it's it's an open community and you get to choose yeah what do you really want for your future yeah amen well, if you're just tuning in, this is uh, an opportunity and a uh, conversation with some guys from No Longer Bound. It's a one-year residential and Christ-centered state-licensed with state-licensed clinicians. And it's also unique that men get to go to work on campus each day that Austin was talking about. And it gives them one year of job skills training. And they have 100% employment at the time of graduation. So those are some things that happen at No Longer Bound. It's different from most residential programs because it's not just 30 days. It's got uh, the opportunity for these long-term programs, and it's got Christ-centered curriculum that we've get that we've been getting to talk about. Um, the thrift stores that are incoming, Dawsonville and Woodstock. So we're going to be talking about all that in the next hour a little bit. Uh, we've got Michael here that's been just enjoying the stories of these guys that he's been pouring into as well. And uh, we're going to get into uh, some of the ways the ministry works as the uh, big wheel that it is, all the different things that go into that. Uh, but but I'm enjoying learning these stories, uh, Greg and Austin, and we're going to get some more perspective from you guys. Um, we've got some more anointed worship with you coming up here in just a moment on Victory 91.5. And I uh, wanted to tell you also, again, as No Longer Bound is a uh, morning show sponsor, we have others as well. Yeah, we don't have to save ourselves. Jesus did that. You just got to accept. That's Colby Koloff. I'm Q in the morning with you on Victory 91.5. If you're listening in Atlanta or North Georgia over the air, thank you so much. If you're listening pretty much anywhere at victory.radio, online, on the stream there, we are excited for you being along with us as well. Or even if you've got that More Music app on your streaming device, the M-O-R, More Music app, we thank you. Hey, you can even tell Alexa to play Victory 91.5. So there's really no excuse. 
to not be alongside us this morning. <laughs> so we thank you for being along. Uh, we've got the guys from No Longer Bound here, but we're going to take our time uh, and pray. And then we're going to get into some more conversations. I want to take you to John 635 because the stories that we've heard this morning, and just like every story that comes through No Longer Bound, most of those men were looking for something to satisfy and couldn't find it. And this verse in John 6 says, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. And so, Yost, I'd love for you to pray for us this morning and now whatever the Lord leads and puts on your heart to pray. Father God, I just first thank you for your love, for your great, great love for us, because every good thing that we have, it comes through that love. Yes, Lord. Even your son that came that you brought here to die on the cross was a representation of your love for us. Father God, I just pray for all the listeners today, Lord God, that they would be able to encounter your love in a deeper level mm. wherever they are in this day, even if they stumbled across this radio station and they don't even know you or don't know what this whole Christianity thing is, that I, I pray that they would be able to encounter the truth that mm. there is a God, a creator of all, one true God who loves them who made a way to atone for all sin, to want to pay the price for us. Mm, yes, Lord. That we could be have our the way we think renewed, tr our lives transformed by, by that simple truth that you love us and you desire a relationship with us. Mm. I pray that the voice of the enemy would be silenced. Yes, Lord, in Jesus' name. And he would not bring, he would not be able to sow those seeds of fear mm. and of doubt, but your spirit would sow seeds of hope of peace and of love, that they would believe that they can have more. From the top to the bottom, from the man who's already surrendering his life to you, mm -hmm. that he would believe for more. Yes, Father. That he would be saying yes to that next yes. Mm -hmm. For the man who's just come to believe that there is there is a God and he did send his son Jesus to die for me, that, that whatever that next yes is for him, that he would have hope and believe that he's making a choice that's making a difference in his life, mm. that it's you who started this. It's you who's giving him the strength to do this. It's you who gives us wisdom. So Father God, I just pray that your spirit would be ministering to those brokenhearted, the ones that are troubling, that are struggling today, to give them hope, mm. to give them peace, that they would not be looking at the circumstances around them, but they would somehow be able to escape that and look to you to find love, to find peace, to find hope. Yeah. And I just thank you that that's not just my prayer, that that's your heart. Yes, Lord. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, folks, stick around here on Victory 91.5. We are going to uh, jump into how people can help with this ministry. We're going to talk to Michael Elberhart. He is the uh, No Longer Bound Director of Vocational Training and we're going to dive into his first experience with Yoast uh, here in a little bit as well there at No Longer Bound and have some more conversations. So stay with us. We've got some anointed music coming up for you. Evan Kraft is going to declare one of my favorite lines, the devil is a liar, after this.
Community-funded, listener-supported Victory 91.5. That's Christine DeClario and where the Spirit of the Lord is. Spirit of the Lord's been hanging out here with us. Two or three are gathered, right? Yeah. Having a good time with these guys from No Longer Bound this morning. And I'm Q, and I have uh, just enjoyed uh, the opportunity to point back to Jesus with these stories that we're sharing. And uh, Yost has already shared his story, and we're going to dive into to Michael Eberhardt and uh, him being the director of vocational training and everything else uh, that comes with working in a ministry like No Longer Bound. All the different hats I'm sure we're going to talk about. But I want to start because Yost, while we were talking earlier, was saying that he remembered the first day he met you. So, so tell us a little bit about meeting Michael at No Longer Bound. Well, first, first you got to know that No Longer Bound, when I came in 10 years ago, the only people that worked there were people who went through the program. So right, you, right. You basically have a bunch of addicts running the place. And, and <laughs> here comes here comes Michael. And he's gonna he's coming. I find out he lives like an hour or so away. Um, he's he comes from a great career. He's got all these talents and 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 abilities. And he's coming here to work at No Longer Bound for minimum wage. And I'm like, what's wrong with this picture? I know why I'm here. I've got two prison sentences. I've got multiple. You've felonies. got the resume, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I'm like wondering, what? Why are you here? Yeah. What? Who did you piss off? What is, excuse my language. Did but, you lose a bet? Yeah. And so, Michael, then what is your why? Then I mean, so so help him answer that question. Yeah. So I had been uh, in early recovery for about a year and a half, maybe, and. Um, my background was in web development, and I love being around people and working mm-hmm. at home all day. I just didn't feel like it was healthy for me, and I wanted to get involved in the recovery community somehow. And there was this part-time position that opened up that I saw on Indeed. Yeah. And I had known a couple people who went through the program and knew it was a good place, so um, went in for an interview. And there are not a lot of places where you can say that you have a history of addiction in a job interview, and it'd mm. be a good thing uh, yeah. in the job interview. So um, I remember my first day there. Um, like Greg and Austin walking down the hill from the front office and everybody giving me a hug and telling me they love me and that was different from the work environment I was used to. But Most of us. Yeah. So I just I knew immediately that that's where God wanted me to be and yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well that's amazing and, and so as we transition into this, um, what made you stay then? Like you, because you went from traveling, what, almost three hours round trip for nine bucks an hour to do this thing. (laughs) So what makes you stick around? I remember um, my first office at No Longer Bound was in what was our distribution center for the thrift stores at the time. And Mm -hmm. then that was where every single guy started on their first day. And I remember seeing just the transformation in those men in their first week or 30 days in the program. And, um, you know, how many people get to work at a place where you see God do his work every day. And so... That's why I stayed. So let's talk about that transformation for you then. So so what do you feel like was maybe that turning point? You already talked about the hugs, yeah. talked about the impact. So what's the staying power now and the transformation in your own life since being part of No Longer Bound? It's, it's funny. I remember um, before I started thinking how much I'm going to be able to help these guys because <laughs> I have a year in recovery and... Um, but I, they ended up helping me much more than I helped them and just wow. learning from them and some of the things that they went through in the program. And um, at the time, I was scheduling uh, pickups for our thrift stores, and I just saw this as a business that we can grow um, to help wow. support the program and pay for therapists and all those things that we need. So, Amen. Yeah. Well, we're going to dive into some of that here in just a moment and talk about how people can not just go to the thrift stores to help, 
Uh, but there's other ways and there's other things um, that can be done to enhance what No Longer Bound is doing in these men's lives. And we'll get into that in just a little bit. Thank you, Michael. I know this is different for you. Uh, and so I appreciate you being transparent and sharing with us this morning. And folks, as we're going through this morning, if you're listening and you understand that, hey, this is one of those ministries that's the real deal. There's so many ministries and nonprofits out there. There's so many places that you can give your donation. Hey, there's radio stations you can give your money to. But when you get a hold of something, when you get a hold of a story that the Lord is in, and you go to that website, and you go to nolongerbound.com or NLB, nlbthrift.com, and you say, man, this, these stories that I just heard on Victory, like this, this, there's many guys that have gone through this and they've been impacted and, and now they're living Christ-centered lives because somebody cared enough to start a thrift store <laughs> and an opportunity to pour into guys' lives that had no other option. And that's being the hands and feet of Jesus. And that's the opportunity that No Longer Bound brings for these men. And so we're proud to have... NLB Thrift as part of our morning show sponsors, and uh, we're proud to share some more of that story with you in just a little bit here on The Sound of Revival. Yeah, we've got to let go of some of that stuff. That's Chris Renzema and the, uh, the right things from the project. Get out of the way of your own heart. That's a powerful statement all by itself right there. Well, we've been making our way through our morning together, and I'm Q, and I'm with these guys from No Longer Bound. It's been an absolute pleasure to have Austin and Greg, but everybody calls him Yost. We've got Michael in here. It's just like everybody calls me Q. Most people are like, how do you get that name? Well, Quincy, oh, it starts with Q. I get it now. <laughs> so it takes people a minute. Um, but, Michael, you know, we've we've talked about all this stuff, all of the the, the power and the testimony and the, the chains that break off of these guys and, and everything that the Lord does through No Longer Bound. And just for those that may not have heard yet, No Longer Bound is a long-term residential Christ-centered treatment program for men in addiction. And it's located on eight acres in Cumming, Georgia. We have been rescuing addict, addictor, addictions, people with addictions uh, at No Longer Bound, regenerating men and reconciling families for 31 years. It's only the first time I've done that all day. I'm surprised it took that long to, to stumble over addictions. But anyway, uh, Michael, you started answering phones. You were a dispatcher and then started getting in charge of the thrift stores that most people know about. But you're, you're kind of behind the vision that went from one store to three stores. So maybe talk a little bit about that journey and how that plays into how the rest of the ministry is run. We have a really, really unique model at No Longer Bound um, because it is long-term and because it's faith-based. And most treatment centers are 30 or maybe 90 days. And mm -hmm. for somebody who's been living in addiction for 10 years, uh, you know, that just doesn't work. And so um, we essentially, the way our funding works is that... Um, the men do pay an admissions fee, but that covers their first 90 days in the program. And then we supplement the rest of the cost for their treatment wow. through funding from our thrift stores. And uh, we have a, a cars business and uh, we do fundraising and development. So the cars part, I guess, plays into the vocational training that we've been talking a little bit about. Then. It, it does. So we teach them um, how to work on the donated cars and they learn skills in the process. And mm -hmm. then we're able to resell those cars for the profit. What's your favorite part about 
doing what you do. I mean, you kind of transitioned into being back on campus this year, so I know it looks a little different than it has the last several years for you because, I mean, you've been around since 2016, mm-hmm. right? So so maybe what's your favorite part about doing your job with No Longer Bound? My favorite part is being a part of something bigger than myself mm-hmm. um, and feeling like I'm I'm doing something good with my life. I feel like God gave me a second chance at life, and so I'm yeah. supposed to do something good with it and just being a part of such an amazing place. Uh, yeah. my favorite part. Well, how about that? And three locations uh, for No Longer Bound, the thrift stores, and I've been to two of them. I've been to the one in Woodstock, and I've been to the one in Dawsonville. Ironically, I haven't been to the one... <laughs> That's nearer to us here yet. Uh, but because of the uh, shoe campaign, I was at a couple of them. So I've enjoyed my experiences there. I took my family there uh, not that long ago. Found a dollhouse for my girls and some other fun stuff that we had to have. Uh, so you'll definitely find something at No Longer Bound the Thrift Store. Uh, Austin, so I want to come back to you. Um, I know it feels like it's been a while since you had a chance to talk. But... Uh, you know, you gave us such a great picture of what a week looks like and, and what that first day looks like. Maybe share with us one of your favorite memories from your time in the program. Uh, really, my favorite my favorite thing that came out of the program um, was being able to see the work that I'm doing have an Im- impact on other people's lives. Yeah. Um, I've God gives back what you destroy um, in addiction. Wow. And he gave me back the ability to write and the ability to to take photographs and get back into photography. Mm. And I remember um, starting to take it serious, and I wrote something, and I, I've i written notes to the guys. There's a couple guys on campus that if, if I feel the word move, I need to write it. Yeah. I need to give it to them. Um, and the same thing happens with the camera. And I, I gave this one guy um, pictures for his mom um and i didn't know it at the time but she didn't have any of him smiling she didn't have any pictures of her of her son being happy without being Mm. under the influence and when i gave it to her um and i gave her a a letter about her son like she came up she's crying she's Mm. i thought i had upset her but it was it was just being able to see her her boy happy Mm-hmm. And know that I was able to capture that for her. Yeah. Give those memories to those guys. It just, it was a drive that I didn't have before. And it was something cool that yeah. I get to be a part of because he gave it back to me. Mm. As long as I listen to him, he seems to put me <laughs> in positions where I get to see some pretty cool stuff. That he does. And I, I know your aspirations uh, are to to go and document foreign mission trips and do yep. that well. So that's that's powerful, too, yep. uh, to be able to tell stories. Of, tell stories, show yeah. stories, show mm-hmm. God in, in everything. I mean, yeah. He's there in the big, but he's also there in the little. Yes. He's there in the small moments that you might not think twice about unless you mm-hmm. capture them. Yeah, that's a great point. So, Yost, coming back to you, man, um, if somebody's in front of you in this moment, and you can tell they're hurting. You can tell they're trying to fill that emptiness with all the wrong things. Why no longer bound from your perspective in this moment? What would you tell them? Well, for anybody who's is struggling, there's usually a, there's usually a pattern. Uh, people, they start to find themselves in addiction. It comes on that they, all of a sudden they realize they're in a place and they try to quit. If you've tried to quit, 
if you failed, you have to admit to yourself that I, I can't do this on my own. If we look at the model of Christ in the church, we're not supposed to do life alone. Right. And we're not supposed to bear these burdens alone. Mm. No Longer Bound is a place where, where we can we can come for healing, for peace, healing from trauma, from false core beliefs and doubts and beliefs about ourselves where God can restore us and renew us. But we have to admit you've tried before and you have not been able to succeed at finding finding true life finding peace finding the freedom from substance use you don't have to do it alone amen it's powerful well it's a long-term residential christ-centered treatment program for men in addiction it's incoming it's on eight acres they've been rescuing addicts regenerating men and reconciling families for over 30 years and uh, the thrift stores are a powerful part of it but I encourage you to go to nolongerbound.com to see more stories like those you've heard from Austin and Yost and even Michael's story uh, of of stepping into something and uh, that thought we always have when we go into one of these things and we say you know we're gonna we're gonna help those people <laughs> but they end up helping us and just the power and seeing the joy of, of Jesus on all of you this morning is, has been encouraging and love what you guys are doing. Keep up the God work. And uh, you're welcome to come and hang out with me some other time, man. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. So thank you so much for spending time and sharing your hearts this morning. Thanks for, yeah, having, thanks us. for having us. Yeah, it's been powerful. So nolongerbound.com. That's a good spot to go. Or you can go to any of their thrift stores and find that information at NLB Thrift. Dot com. we got some more broadcast here for you. got some more anointed music, and I've got one more break with you before Brian Race comes in and shares ministry with you. Thanks for hanging out with Q in the morning on Victory 91.5.